Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Welcome back on the block for the second hour on the block with Stricken Austin. I am E. Stricken. That is my partner, Austin Orman. We are here two to four every day. And again, we thank you all for tapping in right here on the Sutter Heyman text line. When you guys uh, text us in, we love the messages. We uh, love to address them and talk about them if we have the opportunity to do so. But we also love our listeners that are there on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We appreciate you also, you, you guys there, and your support as well. Um, Skurs Talk had a quick question that we'll address. Uh, any word on Malik Hornsby showing up uh, to the Huskers uh, as in, in the student directory? I am not aware of anything. I've actually been traveling, so I haven't been uh, abreast in, in what's going on in the happenings there in Lincoln, but Austin may have a little bit more information than I Yep, Malik Hornsby will not be coming to Lincoln. He committed to Texas State. Uh, I think it's a situation where Nebraska viewed him more as an athlete, someone they might move to receiver, but Malik Hornsby, it sounds like, wanted to play quarterback. So he's looking to be QB1. He'll be at Texas State. There you go. That's the information that we have on Malik Hornsby. Thanks, Skurs Talk, for uh, uh, at least asking the question. So we do appreciate that as well. But we're going to get a little bit because there's um, there's some discussions that I've had uh, with Nate, also with Bach and others. Because uh, also with DP and and the old school crew on different times, we're talking about the NCAA and whether the NCAA is more bark than bite these days, uh, how quickly the NIL situation and all of that has popped up on them. What can they do? Because now the, the toothpaste is out of the tube. What are some things that they may be able to do to kind of help out just the wild, wild west nature now that and the NCAA really didn't seem to have any anything to offer so a lot of people started speculating and talking about why do you even have an NCAA at this point should there now be super conferences where does the power structure lie is it with football or who would be in control of those those methodologies of of the future of what college sports is but the NCAA has has kind of put their 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 brain trust together They've kind of started to come up with some 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 uh, some transformations, some modernizations, and some recommendations. So the NCAA board approved some of these issues and situations. They kind of convened and got together. Um, and I, I think I want to say they were in San Antonio when they did so. Uh, there are a lot of different things that they started to address. Uh, benefits for uh, student athletes, health and safety. They also talked about some of the membership requirements that are there, what that consists of. Uh, if they don't deal with those uh, those specific things, um, you're going to probably hear us talk about the SVPC and uh, who they are. The SVPC uh, is the Division One Strategic Vision and Planning Committee. So you have a lot of them addressing certain issues like mental health, strength and conditioning, nutrition, name, image and likeness. That's the one that a lot of people were trying to figure out how they're going to address this, in what way they're going to address this. We still don't know a lot of the details in full yet, but at least these committees are starting to convene and have these types of discussion. Transfer requirements, that's dealing with the transfer portal and and, and just the wild, wild way, uh, way of that tampering, probably all those different things are going to be addressed there. Career preparation, 
diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, you're probably going to be dealing with a lot of the craziness that that's incorporated with that, and then campus sexual violence and prevention. Um, they're going to be also talking about expansions uh, of certain areas like um, uh, uh, Austin. They're going to be talking about maybe brackets and additions where I know they were talking about also the 32 extra brackets that they're going to add similar to the NIT what they have in college basketball. So there's a lot of different things, Austin. I just threw out some of them. I know we're going to talk about it, but I wanted to relay it to you. What's your thoughts on these committees? Do you think it was necessary? Where do you think they, um, some of the areas that they need to really address immediately? What are some of those things that you, you, you envision with what they put together? The one they absolutely do not have to address is the size of the NCAA tournament. Leave it at 68. Play it down to 64, call it good. The the bigger kind of resolution or transformation idea that got passed along uh, was a recommendation that if there are more than 200 schools that sponsor a particular Division One sport, then the recommendation was that at least 25% of the teams in Division One make the postseason. As it comes to uh, basketball, absolutely not. Strict, that's too big. To add the yeah. NIT field onto the already existing NCAA field, those teams in the, in the NIT had their entire season to make their argument, to lay out their case for why they should be one of the last 68 teams standing. You had 30 games to prove that. And we're saying that's not enough. I don't care how much more money the NCAA could make. I don't care how much more you know March Madness could bring in. I don't care. That's bad for the sport. That waters it down way too far. Plain and simple, it does. That's too much extra hassle for not good enough basketball, in my opinion. That's a big one to me. Okay. Um, so one of the other areas that, that, that was of interest to me was obviously the NIL situation mm -hmm. as well as the transfer portal situation. Right now, you have a lot of people barking, screeching, crying and and upset about uh those those areas in particular um what do you think what do you think there's some areas that they can address with the nil situation that can hopefully make it better and make it more if you're talking about equity and inclusion and all these different things obviously they're dealing with uh transgender and they're dealing with other areas also women's sports and you know just a lot of different things like that probably that's the area but if you're going to do that there's got to also be equity in, in, in regards to um, how these NIL uh, situations for like, it's way different for a ball state. It's way different for a Marshall. It's way different for a Tulane than it's going to be for an Ohio state or an Alabama or uh, a USC. Right. Mm -hmm. So in what way do you think uh, could be a few ideas of equity as far as making it easier for a pit to not lose a Jordan Addison because they just don't have the means and the, and the ways by which to do it. See, that's the tricky thing, Strick, is that we've gone so long understanding college athletics one way where it was a transfer portal, whereas with NIL now it feels a whole lot more like free agency. Um, I, I know what shouldn't be done. What shouldn't be done is a salary cap. If there's money in a place, okay, let them use it. You know, that's, Maybe it's unfair, but it's just the way of the world. You know, don't penalize student athletes for taking advantage of their market value just because someone else can't pay them. But I also hope that what can be done is that the NCAA and the schools, uh, people in these players' circles, 
educate them, talk to them enough, and make sure that if a, a player is to transfer, it's for the right reasons. You mentioned Jordan Addison. I think that's a good situation because with Lincoln Riley going to USC, I, I would argue that was a better spot for Jordan Addison and his pro prospects than it would have been at Pitt. Yeah, they had a great year with Kenny Pickett, and it really sucks to see someone go from a you know non-traditional power like Pitt to having such a great season to all of a sudden, oh, yep, they're going to blue blood in USC. It stinks to see. But that's kind of always been the way of the world. It feels a little dirtier because of the NIL, because it feels like, oh, yeah, he's going out there for the lights and the cameras and make money before he can make money. I just hope that the kid made the decision based on, hey, I'm going to play in an offense that better suits my talents. I'm going to have more opportunities, going to have more eyeballs on me to give me a better NFL draft position. Because if he did it just for the NIL money, that's wrong to me. And I hope that parents, advisors would have been in his ear saying, hey, this is a big deal. Not just to you, but think about how this affects Pitt. Think about how this affects USC and how you're going to be perceived by people at the next level. So even if it was the the right decision for his, you know, long-term interests, I hope that's why he made the decision and not the the NIL as the driving force behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's I, I think I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to get brains back on. Uh, these situations, they're trying to 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 work it out and 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 kind of, you know, shore up some of these issues that they've had. And I'm hoping that they're able to kind of figure it out. But it's it, it's it's a tough situation right now. It's hard to uh, do so after you've kind of been out there running. It, it would be like a horse that's been free, and then you're trying to put reins on a on a on a wild horse after they they didn't got out there and they've ran on the range, and, and now you're trying to put them in a, in, in a, in a uh, uh, a stable or in some way that, right. that's just really tough. Right. So, you know, some of the committees that they're trying to put together, I get it. I understand, but it's going to be really tough. Um, I do like on the uh, committee front where the end, the transformation committee did say they wanted to put together more smaller committees that are sports specific. And I think that will be better mm-hmm. for the sports in the long run, because yes, rules get changed every year. You hear about new rule changes every offseason. But I think that if you're able to have these committees go sport by sport, they're able to better dig into the issues facing that sport specifically instead of the same group of people worrying about every sport. If you can have a football committee, if you can have a basketball committee, uh, even a men's basketball and a women's basketball committee, I don't know, a baseball committee, a volleyball committee, I think that'll just expedite changes that need to be made in all those sports specifically, and it'll make those sports more flexible and able to be tailored to what those players need rather than just a general student-athlete need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love, I love, also, I love also the committees as well for the health and safety mm-hmm. uh, situations, obviously, that's dealing with them, um, you know, Offering an extra two years of, of uh, you know, health, mental Huge. and wellness uh, opportunities for them to be able to tap into as well after they've they've been there, done that. I mean, it, it's really stressful on a lot of these kids and a lot of the things that they have to uh, fight and deal with and battle, um, you know, the regiments that they have to endure, all of that. So, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting thing to watch how it all plays out. Yes, it's it's good that they're starting this, but. You know, whether or not, again, it has any bark to it, we'll have to see. 
Um, it's still yet to be seen. So we're going to keep our eyes on that uh, here on the block as well. Uh, is there anything else um, that, that you saw out of that that was of interest to you? I'm glad you brought up the uh, the medical care post-graduation because obviously our, our eyes go to the ones that make it to the next level. But knowing a number of college athletes who, you know, exhaust their eligibility or they weren't able to get that, you know, medical waiver from the NCAA to come back for their final year, if they have a you know serious injury, they can't play and that's it for their career, they're not going on to make millions of dollars. They're not. They might not even be going on to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. So they're, you know, just like anyone else where they have medical bills to pay. Sometimes they can need help. And that's where I think making the universities or finding some way to assist the universities in kind of paying back the athletes for what they gave. I mean, we went so long without legal name image likeness where these athletes were unable to, you know, fully take advantage of that. I think that that, that medical care, whether it is physical health or mental health, that goes a long way for these student athletes that maybe we knew for two or three years and then go on to, you know, just a regular nine to five. I think that's a great step in the right direction. Good, good. That's good stuff. Uh, Also, if you guys have any ideas or thoughts on uh, whether or not you think that the uh, NCAA, um, what input that they could have, what things that you, you think could be implemented that can help it and make it better for uh, college sports and, and also those who are a part of it, uh, what can make it more equitable for those, uh, you know, smaller colleges and universities that just don't have the same uh, means by which to compete at the same levels? Do you just let them fall by the wayside or does the, does the big boys just continue to beat up on the on the little guys or whatever the case may be? Uh, or it is, you know, eat and be eaten. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on it? 402 464 5685. Uh, also on the uh, streaming lines, you can also tap in on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. So, uh, we're gonna come. We're gonna take a break right now. We're gonna come back, and we're gonna have a little bit of strict pace. We're gonna talk about the uh, the playoffs that are right around the corner, starting tomorrow, and uh, you know, see if we can pick a few of them and get it right. We'll we'll find out right after this. Ninety three seven, the ticket, theticketfm.com. We are on the block. We'll be right back. 